the future of photography. Hey Ima, how you doing? Hi Adrian, how are you today? Oh, I, I'm, I'm at home, it might surprise you to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't everybody these days? It's all the rage. The it's place all the to be, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Are you, are you keeping well despite everything? Yeah, hanging in there now, yeah. Small little bit of cabin fever setting in now at this stage, but um, yeah, we're, we're getting there, we're getting there. Yeah, good, glad, glad you're okay. Yeah, the cabin fever's one to watch out for. I'm not suffering myself yet, but uh, yeah, there, there are definitely tense moments in our household. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can find a quiet corner to silently scream in, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I'm also spending a lot of my time on telephone calls at the moment for business, you know, for my day job. Um, very for, fortunate to still be able to work from home, but, uh, but yes. I am spending a lot of time on the phone and... Uh, yeah, but I am saving up a little bit of energy to put those headphones on, plug the microphone in again <laughs> to record the future of photography. <laughs> and actually, I'm pretty pretty keen on this one. This is uh, so we're following here this week, uh, yeah. following in the footsteps uh, of our of our beloved colleagues Chris and Jeremiah, who, who last week put out uh, uh, an episode of our show uh, relating to or, or talking about their their influences. Yeah. It's uh, it's our turn. It's our turn, yeah. It's our turn. I um, I have some. You have some. Uh, why don't we just dive straight in? Why don't t- t- tell us? Um, tell you what. Let, just let's have a quick recap. So, um, you know, what what's your your a quick recap of your background and education and and appreciation of photography? Just to kick us off. Okay, so photography. I suppose in my house when I was small. Um, my parents were quite diligent about, you know, the photo albums and taking the snaps and all that. But that was as far as photography ever really went for me. Um, Art was my thing. So that's what I went off and studied. So my photography education was really as part of a wider art degree. So it was never the thing. It was just a thing in my life. Ah, okay. Um, So it wasn't... It was a formal education, but um, I don't know any, many of my teachers would probably say I couldn't be taught. So I don't know how much <laughs> of it actually stuck. Um, you know, you pick you pick some of it up and some of it you don't. But um, the first time I suppose I ever um, really got into photography was when I was after I left school and before I started the fine art degree I did a kind of a portfolio course and my first teacher there he was just a legend of a man his name was Liam Stapleton and we all loved him in that class and uh, he introduced us all to black and white photography and the dark room which was quite a small little place in um, in that school but it was a revelation to me <laughs> so that was the first real super interest i had in it so that, that's that's pretty that's a pretty good way to get to grips with it though isn't it i mean it's uh you know uh yeah I, the, the, the diving straight in getting your hands dirty i guess yeah we would all be handed these pentax automatics and let loose on the town with them and we had different little you know projects that you know tone and shape and you know silhouettes or whatever it was on the day portraits you know 
of each other or whatever. And yeah, that was a, there was a lot of fun learning in that. Mm. That's a bit different <laughs> to my first years. Although I have to say that, um, yes, I, I, I lived in a, a family, uh, where photo albums, especially from holidays, uh, or holiday periods, you know, de- definitely were a thing. Uh, mm. and, uh, you know, my, you know, my dad had loads of, um, carousels of slides from the seventies, oh, loads of, nice. loads of albums of prints from the eighties. And he himself was a second generation enthusiast because my, my granddad was an enthusiastic photographer wow. as well. Um, well, in the blood. Uh, well, it is a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. definitely, uh, th- third generation I am at, uh, at being an enthusiast photographer, although I have no formal education. I, I, you know, I'd had a couple of point and shoots over the years, but I really didn't, uh, get into photography until properly a gr- well i was gonna say properly a grown-up but you have to ask my wife about that i suppose <laughs> uh, but certainly i was an adult um uh in about 2008 um but when i i had a bunch of stuff to do in 2008 um including getting married and having a honeymoon and i thought i better buy a camera and that was it i was just hooked so i have no formal education um uh, <laughs> was that honeymoon you were off with the camera <laughs> yeah, yeah well no well, no no okay, photograph of our adventures on our honeymoon you know exploring places but Fantastic. Awesome. um so but it's uh yeah so i have no formal education in photography uh you know never never done any never done a single photography class in the in the academic sense i've been to a few workshops over the years to try and learn things um, and I've studied compulsively, uh, in fact, yeah, probably obsessively <laughs> um, uh, over the last 12 years or so, uh, the, just various different bits. So, so I have my influences, but most of them I've picked up on my own. Um, so they are in part very uniquely me and in part somewhat of a cliche. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get, we'll get your, back to my... Just, what would be your top tool for learning? Like, is it books? Is it videos? Is it... Oh, that's a good thing. A uh, good question. Um, or do you just twiddle about, you know, figure out the camera from the manual and just... So I do read it. the manuals. I yeah, do. I do. I like when I get a new camera or a new piece of kit that is has got more than two buttons and i i do read the i do read the manual from front cover to back cover and i do enjoy it um it's part of the process for me um but other things i get i get um i suppose my my inspiration to experiment is in part is is a lot of that comes from places like youtube you know i see people achieve stuff and i want to know how to achieve it so i'll research it and investigate it then i'll practice it myself and i'll use it as an excuse to go shopping (laughs) but i'll I'll come back to some you know uh i guess some some real um named inspirations or 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 named influences in a bit but uh, yeah i mean let's hear a bit more about you so we've heard about liam your first photography teacher that's then i um and my next kind of inspiring character was a man called Joe Hunt, who was an Englishman. I don't know where he was from. And I went off trying to Google him um, just to even find out he was he was elderly at the time. I can't find reference to him anywhere. Um, but he was an amazing little man and um, really was passionate about photography and um, the sort of etiquette of um, being in the dark rooms and all that kind of stuff. And uh we had kind of a, a, a larger setup down there in that you could kind of, you know, block off whole afternoons to yourself. And it was, that was an amazing time. I did loads of messing about with photograms and. Oh, um, right. Okay. At the time. And then I kind of, I got into kind of sculpture as part of that degree. And it was more documentation of the things that I was doing like I'd be a really big fan of Andy Goldsworthy for 
since forever. Um, uh, and I love what he does, kind of um, um, using natural materials in the landscape to kind of make these, um, what would you call them, um, installations, I suppose, or sculptures. But kind of they're, they're ephemeral things that don't last a lot of the time. He did a thing a couple of months ago there. It just got, um, well, obviously he's been working on it for a lot longer, but it just got finished. Um, I can't remember what city in America where he's built a wall through the city. Ah, yeah, we've, we've talked about that and, before. Yeah, we've talked about him before. And, um, like, photography is such a, a big part of that kind of process. So I used to, um, I had a little phase where I used to make these little um, wire figures, little character, not little characters, little sort of abstract figures. And I used to bring them out and kind of place them <laughs> in different sort of uh, scenarios in wild places and uh <laughs> photographed them in these you know hanging out of trees or <laughs> so that that's a definitely a very tangible influence then yeah yeah totally yeah but it wasn't about the photo it was about i don't know it was about capturing whatever you were doing it was more about the process than the than the finished product if that's, you know that's I mean. an interesting thing because if i if i think about some of my influences i don't I, I think they are they are very much in the in the photography world not 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 so much in the broader arts world um uh, i guess i guess i've i got i've got bitten by the bug and i, I and i'm very much as i say obsessed by it all yeah. um uh, and and to be honest uh you know i one of the reasons that photography works for me and other art forms don't is that i don't have the motor skills to do things like painting or or uh <laughs> sculpture or, or anything like that it's it you know uh it's uh it, it i just just don't have the 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 training or the hand-to-eye coordination or all the innate talent. So I, I look at photographers. So what I'm, and I'm not conscious of having, um, uh, you know, started my photography journey early on and thinking, oh, and latching on to one or more particular mm-hmm. photographers. One, but one of the first ones I can, I can, I can remember being really interested in uh, is William Eggleston. Uh, and uh, who, uh, among other things, is well known for his use of colour. One of the first, uh, I think he was the first photographer ever to have a, an, a colour photography exhibition at MoMA in New York. Okay. I, th- I think, I think. Um, and he is, uh, you know, sometimes you know, quoted as as being, you know, uh, being famous for taking photographs of absolutely nothing, you know, as in the, there's no subject in the photograph or anything like that. So yeah, pe- people have a lot of opinions about his work. Uh, for me, uh, I, I think it, for me, it's there is this there is an intriguing thing that I keep coming back to year after year, not constantly, but year after year. About how do you take a photograph of nothing, and how do yeah. you take a photograph with such you know bright and bold colours, and also yeah. you know, a, a, and and make that work? I think it's the colour bit that really gets me most. That I really want to be able to uh, that, that influences me most to go out and look for colour. And, and and another one in in a similar vein actually um mm. is is the the street photography of Saul Leiter um so I mean Saul Leiter did all sorts of different types of photography throughout his his long career uh but particularly that what caught my eye again some years ago was the uh, the stuff he did in his spare time um uh where he used to walk the streets of new york uh with with color film in his camera at a time when almost everybody else was shooting black and white 
And mm. some of the, some of the colours you got are just amazing, mm. just amazing. So co- colour is a big thing for me, and and, and artists really artists that work with colour are, 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 are big influences on me. I think. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I was just poking about today. <laughs> for free stuff to do on the internet. And um, I found a colour theory course that was free. Oh, colour theory. Yeah. There's, a, that, there's, yeah. a, there's a good one. Re- nice really hard. Yeah. Colour theory is really hard. At least it is for me. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. It'd be really interesting. It'd really be interesting. If you could find time to do it, that's the that's the thing. Um, yeah, colour really does seem to be. And even looking at your own pictures, actually, colour is. So obviously, you know, you're soaking it up and you're i'm thinking of the, your portrait that you did of your daughter in the roller skates oh that one yes yes yeah <laughs> yeah and this um really has that kind of tim walkery kind of vibe to it oh <laughs> now you're flattering me that that's very flattering what is it what is your after <laughs> the colors are very good and i can see the influence or something and you know that one Especially, I can see it in that one. Is that right? Well, well, first of all, thank you very much. Um, secondly, that's really interesting because because I often think that the the people who I consider my influences that that influence doesn't come through uh, that I end up going off and doing something else or, or or just not following through on those influences. But it's interesting that you've made that connection. So. I I just I don't know. There's something about even her pose in it that's and the it's the hair the kind of I don't know it's everything about it he has a punky look there's a punky look to that's true there's a lot of tim walker's work has that yeah Yeah. Ah, okay well he so so as you can see from our show notes he's another one of my influences so that's um or or maybe not so much influence but inspiration i look at his stuff and i just think wow you know do you have a studio do you have a studio room no, I don't. No, no, no. I have a house that's overrun with family stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, it'd be really nice to uh, like get a, a space, wouldn't it? To, you know, it, it would. It would. Um, and uh, yeah, no. The uh, one uh, with the the one with the is that a heart? And it's like there's a body hanging out of it, and it's on the cover of his. Um, uh, Tim, Tim Walker stuff. Yeah, it's quite an image. The, yeah. the, the, yeah, and you, you, you could almost stick a pin in the book at random with Tim Walker and find something that's very, very striking. R- rarely have I seen any of his, uh, his work that isn't just incredibly striking. That's art, isn't it? That's kind of to me. They're almost more fine art than photography, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, they are. Yes, and 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 also going back to what you were saying, actually, in part, in part, in part, it's sculpture as well. Because yeah. although the although the 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 way that we see like the work is, is, is as a photo, as a, is as a photograph, clearly there's mm. a lot of work in building sets and and things, and, and some of it very sculptural work in building sets. That... Really, really sculptural, like the costumes, even is oh, oh yeah, yeah, the costumes anyway. are works of art in their own That's right. Like, look at they? these, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it, yeah. So so it, that is that is definitely uh, something that. Uh, I, you know, that, that attracts me or, or inspires me. Um, I, I, I don't know whether I could claim to be that my photography that I'm, I'm trying to emulate it because it, I mean, it's just it's just exists on another plane, doesn't it? Oh my god, it's <laughs> out of this world! Yeah, it's really amazing. Oh, uh, the one with the pony in the snow. Yeah, there's something we could manage. Tiny pony in the snow. A tiny, well, maybe maybe we could. A tiny pony in the snow. Wow, <laughs> these like allegorical looking things. Oh my god, they're incredible. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good influence <laughs> yeah 
It is a good influence, yes. It, it, at least right. I think it, it is for me, anyway. It is for me. But, 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 but back to you. Say you're not artistic, like, and that that's your inspiration. Then that's not true. <laughs> oh, oh well, I I have artistic tendencies. I just don't have the 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 physical skills to follow through, which is why I end up. Yeah, you know, one of the reasons I love photography so much because I am a uh, if you like a frustrated artist, and <laughs> and it gives me an opportunity to to use technology to overcome some of the uh, the, the lack of physical skill that I have. I so. wonder could you explore trying to do stuff like that in miniature like ha- not having a studio. And we got a lot of lego. <laughs> yeah, like in a tabletop kind of you could do some funky color stuff with lego surely. Oh you? yeah. Yeah, 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 no, it, it, definitely, it, definitely, the the opportunity is there. If we if we spend too much more time on lockdown, I'll definitely be digging through all the kids' Lego to 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 build <laughs> sets and things like that. There's, de- there's definitely some definitely something there. So some stop motion as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's some of my influences. Um, I think we should go back and hear some of yours because that that takes us a bit, little bit out of the world of photography again and into some broader influences. Just a little bit, because yeah, when I was thinking about it, and I suppose you don't really spend that much time thinking about these things um words are really important to me so like poetry philosophy um music and all kind of things these things conjure up loads of imagery for me so maybe like you know things stay with you that you especially stuff that you would have learned in school so like poets like wb yeats and patrick Kavanagh, they were very kind of connected to the land and um the words, the kind of, they're very lyrical, I suppose. Um, well, Yeats definitely in some of his kind of fairy po- poems and the way his descriptors of the kind of landscape and stuff like that always kind of would grab my attention. And uh, I would kind of maybe, that would inspire me to take a photo of something because I might it might bring to mind a line of, of a poem or something from a book that I'd read. And then people like John O'Donoghue and John Moriarty, who are more in the field of philosophy than um, poet. Well, both would have written extensively like prose and poetry as well. But um, people like that, they're kind of, I get inspired by like stuff they would say <laughs> or like stuff I'd read of theirs. And then that would inspire my photo or whatever. Or you know a project maybe or, um. So that's that's a really interesting concept to me. Is it is it perhaps uh, and forgive me if this is a naive question, but is it perhaps the 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 imagery that the words evoke is, is something that you then seek to capture or or to to oh, yeah, interpret just, in your yeah. interpret in your own way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oftentimes, like when I'm even, I don't do it so much anymore. But um, oftentimes I would have um a certain a quote or something in my head that I'd <clears throat> associate with a picture that maybe I'd take and I'm reviewing at the end of the day or what, you know, what did I take today or where was I? And I'd see, maybe I'd pick one and go, oh my God, that's, you know, I could tie it to a line from John O'Donoghue or it just evokes something in me that brings those words to my mind and I'd pair them up then together and to try and evoke that for whoever's looking at it. Um, that's right yeah 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 that that, that's that's a whole level that my brain struggles (laughs) doesn't compute I'm afraid but not in a deliberate see yeah yeah I'm probably I'm living in my own world most of the time (laughs) (laughs) there's there's no harm in that if it's no harm in that yeah 
they say well, well we'll put links to to do all of the all of these people i confess that the 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 names you put in the show notes most of them i had to google to figure out who they well, were. you know what i can't i cannot find any um my poor teachers i can't find any uh, mention of them online so you'll just have to take my word for it that they were really cool legend <laughs> i, th- I um, think it's fantastic that you've had such a a, a brilliant educational experience um yeah that, that that's great yeah. yeah, it's so long ago. It seems like so long ago. Those years, <laughs> they brought back some kind of happy memories. Thinking about um, being in both those classes back when I was a gossoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, well. So yeah, I, I wish I, I don't. I'm racking my brain to think if I if I've had that that kind of experience, but but possibly i haven't i mean possibly because i haven't put myself in those situations um, totally i suppose at the time was taking it all for granted as well so you know oh uh, well yeah i yeah, didn't yeah. know what i was at at the time you know it was just part of your everyday so you didn't you know realize how special it actually was i suppose yeah yeah no i can i can appreciate that actually i can, yeah, it, i think there are there are some things i you know maybe not equivalent but some things i look back on in my life from yeah. when i was maybe a you know late teens early 20s which are which are pretty great times in in retrospect <laughs> they were pretty great actually in the time but they were they they take on a slightly bit, a greater <laughs> meaning when you look back at them sometimes really don't they do. yes yeah yeah, yeah. and and yeah. That, maybe that's what's yeah, part of what part of what inspiration or, or influences are about i mean there's a couple more i'd like to mention different yeah. reasons this time um, as, as you've heard me talk about a lot i'm i'm quite heavily influenced by uh, cinematography mm. um, and actually i'm, I'm not going to 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 quote a, a cinematographer as an influence although i should have done actually in hindsight i should have done um, but there was there is one person I, I'd like to mention who is sort of a, a, a gateway drug for me into into cinematography, and that's Gregory Crudson, okay. um, uh, who is uh, a photographer uh, primarily, but uh, but works often in the manner of uh, a film producer or direct film director, I suppose, often you know uh, building. Um, uh not b- building images uh either indoors very complex and well-built sets or, or outdoors um mm. you know w- working with uh, almost with a film crew um to you know handling lighting and logistics and and stuff all mm. sorts of things going on and a lot of his um uh, a lot of his imagery it, it works for me as a sort of segue into cinematography because a lot of it, when you look at his imagery um you very much get the feeling like as the old cinematography phrase goes you you light the room first and the subject second yeah you know and i suspect many of our listeners have heard have heard that one of the, what you know people describe one of the differences between cinematography and photography is that in photography you would tend to light your subject first uh and in cinematography you light you light the room first or the set first um now that those obviously are very simplistic cliches um but but actually it you know cliches are sometimes cliches for a reason aren't they yeah 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 absolutely uh, and uh, gregory crudson for me is is a person who bridges the gap uh so so there's definitely definitely an influence there um and uh and another one uh more on uh we've talked this year as, as well about me and sort of working more into the street photography and practicing more street photography although of course that is on hold for the foreseeable future uh, <laughs> because not, yeah not allowed to go to a street anymore um, are you not allowed out at all yeah we we're we're here we're allowed out at the moment as we record this on the first of april uh, we are allowed out once a day uh to go okay. for some exercise but we're we are strong encouraged not to drive and just to walk from the house somewhere 
Um, We're allowed to go to the shops and we're allowed to go out to help vulnerable people, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but um, we are very much encouraged to, to stay at home unless we absolutely must. Oh, people who obviously people who have to work in a place of work. Yes. Yeah. They they are allowed to travel as well. But other than that, it's, you know, it has to be justifiable. And as much as I'd love to be able to justify my hobby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 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 Out on your daily exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I I have done a couple of times. That's a challenge now, isn't it? To kind of just see what you can get in there. (laughs) Yes, it it is. Um, But then this is where perhaps where um, uh, my, my final influence, Martin Parker, comes in um because you know he, he is he is one of the things he's famous for is is how he uh you know takes photos of of uh, what would you call it what do you call it society i don't know if that's the right word Pe- people and a it, slice of life a slice it? of that's a yeah. much better way of describing yeah. it thank you <laughs> the, the color in them again really yeah often yes he he, uh, he has worked in black and white as well but um yeah i need to he has a place i say it's not far from me it, it is just down the one road but that road happens to be the m4 motorway and it's actually about 100 miles away or maybe a bit more uh, but he has a place down in bristol that he opened a few years back um i think it's called the martin parr foundation but it's but it has a, a gallery and stuff like that i'd love to go and visit there yeah. but he he's he's if you like uh uh, one of my inspirations for taking photos of people just in a, in a very candid impromptu kind of a way yeah like th- there are split seconds but he just has a really good eye for the moment obviously or the, he does yes yes the uh, spirit of what the what zeitgeist it, it 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 is and and again a lot of it is sort of it's, it's part mundane part cliche of yeah. of, of british so society mundane. through the decades but it but there's something added in there as well there's something extra yeah. in there the way that he does it which is yeah i in in, in a way it's he, he for me and this may sound some strange to some but he for me exists in a in a similar place to william eggleston um uh, yeah. they just just uh, and that might not make any sense to, to to most people but there hopefully there'll be one or two listeners out there who go yeah i know what no, you mean no, <laughs> but i couldn't like put pictures wo- of nothing but... yeah i couldn't put words yeah. into it i couldn't put words on it though i couldn't describe why but in my brain there's a connection between the work of martin parr and william eggleston yeah, so I wonder if yeah, tell you what, tell you what, let let us know on Twitter if you know, at TFOP now if if you yeah. if you get that um, or if I'm just barking mad. <laughs> no, I think I think I get what you mean. Um, yeah, I I hadn't heard of. Now you've educated me on a couple of photographers here because, as I said at the beginning, I don't really know much about the history of photography. It's not something I follow. Then again, you know, it's just not. You, you you guys educate me on this type of stuff. Yeah, that's what makes us such a good team. It, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we all bring yeah. something different to it. That's, that's, that's it. So so I did I did listen back, of course, to uh, the show that Jeremiah and Chris did last week, and they made a oh let's be generous. Let's call it a half-hearted attempt to say what does this mean for the future of photography. <laughs> That's the bit I always forget. <laughs> and they, I think they concluded last Strangely week, enough. <laughs> if I recall correctly, they concluded last week that actually sometimes the future of photography means looking back into the past and learning from the past. Um, and I was so that made me think. Well, what about what about my influences? Uh, um, some of them, some of them, sadly have ha, have passed, <laughs> um, uh, but some are still active. So you know, um, uh, so you know, am I learning from contemporary photographers? Yes. Am I learning from up and coming, shining, bright new phot- phot- photographers? Um, 
I don't think that the people I've spoken about today would quali- today would qualify for any of that. The, the, these these are well established photographers, yeah. um, and uh, I think one of the lessons I'm thinking for the future of my personal photography is I probably should be investigating some of the new up and coming photographers. The uh, the, the the sort of people who uh, who work on rankings magazine. What's that? Magazine? Oh, Hung, Hunger magazine. Have you ever heard of Hunger magazine? No. Go no. check that out. There's some there's okay. some very uh, a lot of it's fashion oriented, but there's some very okay. sort of, you know um, uh, leading leading edge fashion photography mm-hmm. that, that that you can see there. Um, actually, that reminds me. I'll put I'll put a note to uh, a link to Hunger magazine. In fact, in fact, actually, I might make that my pick of the week. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, get, I might that I might I'll be allowed two picks of the week. Actually, there we go. <laughs> oh, so, what, what do you think this means for the future of your photography? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 the future of my photography at the moment is um, I'm going to have to dig back into the archives because um, with the the daily exercise well, I, I can't get to the places that I'd like to get to to take pictures so I'm kind of confined a little bit so I'm go- confined to just having to see the kind of beautiful things that are within two kilometers of my house yeah, yeah. so you you need the Martin uh, sure Parr approach loads. then you, you, you need yeah. the Martin Parr approach you need to take pictures of, of life as it happens One nearby day. yeah 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 it'd be so <laughs> on me but anyway yeah um, so picks of the week that you're going to choose. Um... Well, I'm going to choose two now, actually. First of all, shout out to a, a friend of mine who, who we only know as M. He's a mysterious character um, who runs a website called Emulsive.org, um, which is an enormous um, asset, uh, especially to, to photography in general, but especially to the to the world of film photography. Um, he has spent years building this up and building the content on this website uh, and it's become a, a, a real you know, cornerstone for, for film photography globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, he has put a, a, has published an article um, uh, which which just wins for me by sheer volume. Uh, it's it's called 65 photographic projects you can do when you're stuck oh, at home. 65. 65. So shout out to him. I haven't spoken to him for a couple uh, for a while, actually. I must, 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 must talk to him. But he's a, he's a great guy and he works super, super hard. And he's built a massive community around that website. So, so go check it out. Even if you're not even if film photography is not really a thing, um, you do, it doesn't have to be just go go and check out this enormous resource of his well what's uh what, what's yours Ema? Uh, my pick of the week is and i kind of i was thinking of you uh, um having to do you not do you have a dark room do you develop your pictures or do you um no i don't know i'm i'm okay. very much at the front end rather than the back end i, I don't have any interest in it at all to be honest it's, uh, this is for any of those people who uh do or who do have an interest but this guy um who's apparently uh has a tutorial um the link is in here now to his channel um about how to turn your living room into camera obscura so uh, when he made that yeah and after he made that video and uh, showed people how he could um shoot and print their own photos at home he realized that people mightn't have access to darkroom chemicals so he has this new video where he shows you how to combine coffee grounds vitamin c powder washing soda and, and salt to create a developer and a fix to make your own darkroom prints at home. Okay, cool. Like the experiment. And um, yeah, it looks very interesting. That um, that, that takes it to... I'm sure I'll be trying it now. But, um, <laughs> that does but for somebody to... who's really 
quite bored of my work. <laughs> that does go to a, t- a bit of a new level for me. I mean, run as I publishing as I do a a photography uh, related, sorry, a film photography related uh, podcast uh, with Sunny Sixteen. I have heard about things like caffeinol, which is where people use coffee products and things like that yeah, to to, yeah. to to develop their photos. But I, I've not heard of people doing inventing their all the whole end to end process. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that. When you make that concoction of coffee grounds, vitamin C powder, washing soda, that is caffeinol. And then salt oh, right. and water is a fixer. Yeah. Ah, so, ah, interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, you might have people on your other podcast who'd be interested in that. I, or even, it'd be a fun experiment. It, w- it would be. It would be. Right. Okay. So, and, and just, to, just to, to, to round us off, I mentioned Hunger Magazine. Uh, that's going to be my second pick of the week. And they'll definitely, well, for all our picks of the week, of course, there'll be links in the show notes. But but Hunger Magazine uh, is is a very, um, it, it's a, it's a, a uh, a good way to see up and coming uh certainly high high fashion photography and concept photography and, and stuff like that so definitely uh definitely want to have a look at when you have a moment exactly. yeah absolutely cool okay well there we go um i i think uh i think this has been part two hasn't it uh, of the future of photography uh the, the team talking about their influences um th- thank you Ema. and i've been interested to to hear about yours uh it's uh <laughs> you likewise yeah so definitely definitely good good thing about sharing these things of course is that we all have more stuff to go and get and dive into so <laughs> yeah, all good all good all good right well there you go so uh thanks for for listening everybody uh we we have been uh, the future of photography um you can get yeah we're on the, the internet of course uh you can get us a uh, twitter at tfop now at tfop now and of course on instagram at tfop now as well um and if you'd like to dive into our, our back catalog and and get more stuff then we are of course on the web at thefutureofphotography.com Uh, Well, thanks very much. Um, We'll speak to you next week. Goodbye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com Thank you.